everybody, this is Alexander Creek. I wanted to hop on here really quick and talk about the lunar eclipse in Taurus. Um, I've been mostly on TikTok and Instagram these days, but I wanted a longer uh, episode slash video on uh, on the lunar eclipse in Taurus because uh, its energy is really intense and eclipses tend to be very significant. So I did record this uh, this this video on YouTube originally. So I'm talking about like, yo, channel, video, blah, blah, blah. That's, that's why I'm talking about that. So enjoy the episode. Enjoy the forecast. Of course, I do a forecast for all the signs at the end. Be well, and I'll talk to you soon. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to my channel. My name is Alexander Creek. Uh, thanks for joining me. Uh, I'm an astrologer and an intuitive, and um, it's been a minute since I've been on my YouTube channel. I've been mostly on TikTok and Reels these days, but I'm going to try to come back and do some longer videos. Um, and I wanted to talk about the astrology of the uh, the astrology of the of the moment because we're entering uh, eclipse season officially on Friday uh, with the lunar eclipse in Taurus, and we have a solar eclipse in Sagittarius after that. And given that eclipses are major events in astrology, um, I wanted to do a longer video on the energy of the eclipse and, you know, kind of what to expect. So, um, so we're going to, so in this video, we're going to talk about the general energy of this eclipse, the aspects um, it's making, and what you like, just kind of a little what to expect, you know, do's and don'ts during the eclipse. Uh, and also how it affects you um, by your sign, uh, preferably your rising sign. So if you're ever, you know, watching any video horoscopes by any astrologer, you should really be watching for your rising sign first, because that is going to be most accurate to you. Because when they're talking about like the life areas, that is going to show up for you a lot more literally than your sun sign well. It's just FYI. But if you don't have your rising, if you don't have your birth time, um, that's okay. Then you can just use your sun sign. Uh, if you don't know your rising sign, you can look in the comments below and there's a link uh, that you can calculate uh, your rising sign on astroseek.com, which is my preferred website uh, for doing that. Let me adjust this here. God damn it. Okay. So... All right, so um, eclipses are essentially um, this lunar eclipse coming up. Um, you know, any eclipse is going to be kind of like a supercharged, like new or full moon in astrology. Okay. Um, however, um, you know, you know, a full moon bringing fruition, uh, illumination, culmination, completion, things coming to harvest, and a new moon being kind of this new beginning or new seed, new cycle being planted. Um, but with eclipses, you know, they're um, frankly more unpredictable than regular full moons, okay? And uh, these and eclipses can often coincide with significant dramatic endings, new beginnings, and um, these events are kind of, you know, they play out in our lives and also in the collective, just depending on how it hits your chart. It really has to hit like a personal placement or an angle of your chart to really, you know, to make these to kind of manifest in these more dramatic things. Um, you know, if, if it's not hitting, if it's not hitting like a personal planet or, you know, this like or really hitting a specific angle, you may notice something. You may have some awareness of some topic or life area, depending on what house uh, it's hitting in your birth chart. So for example, if it's hitting your second house, like if you have a lunar eclipse in your second house, um, but it's not hitting any personal placements. So your second house in your birth chart has to do with your, uh, with your earned income, with your material resources, with your values and your self-worth. Okay. So a lunar eclipse in your second house might mean like, oh, you know, like you might be 
wrapping up some source of income, like you're going to be done with some source of income, but you might be beginning another one, or you might just have some awareness that you need to do some budgeting, or your confidence might have some kind of boost during this time, and you might, you know, feel something like that. But if it's hitting, say, it's hitting your, uh, let's say it's hitting your sun sign, like exactly, and your sun is in Taurus in the seventh house, for instance, okay? So let's say that this lunar eclipse in Taurus is hitting your sun sign in the, uh, it's hitting your sun in the seventh house. Well, that's going to be a lot more personal to you. So that's going to be about your personal energy, your vitality. Um, I would say maybe your energy could get a boost during this time. You could have some sort of personal culmination or completion. The sun also has to do with um, with men, uh, like with men or like masculine people um, in your life as well. So it could be that you're beginning a new relationship with a man or like relationships are going smoothly with men in your life. It also, I would say, if you're having a solar eclipse, like hitting hitting your sun, I would also say the sun rules the heart. So that that could be about love, but it could also be literally about like, you know, you might want to like if you're, you know, if you're if you're prone to kind of heart issues, I would I would also say like you might also maybe want to just kind of watch for anything to come up because eclipses can coincide with crises, uh, with like with crises, crises, crises. I'm not sure. How to, you know, I'm not sure the plural of that. Now that I say it, but not saying that, you know, eclipses, that's it's just it's going to be bad and terrible, but um, there is just there's a lot of exclamation points as, as, like around an eclipse. So if, them, if something is going on health wise, that is something that you will want to get checked out around an eclipse because it just tends to be a little bit more dramatic. OK, so that's kind of an example of how that could play out if it hits a personal planet. Um, but we're going to talk about the general energy around this eclipse, the astrology around this eclipse, and then how it affects each sun sign, how it affects uh, each rising sign. Um, if you are wanting a more detailed eclipse reading, um, I would suggest booking a mini reading with me or a full session. So a mini reading, I just do them on Hey Hero now. So I send out like a little, like, like, like a video reading. So I would look at your chart and just tell you, um, uh, basically, you know, what may play out depending on how, what, on, on what it's hitting in your birth chart. It's going to be a lot more specific. Um, or you can also book a full session with me as well. So let's go ahead and get to the astrology here. So, um, okay. What was it talking about? <laughs> so eclipses occur in pairs. Okay. So, um, like, like I said, we have this lunar eclipse, uh, on Friday, and then we have a solar eclipse two weeks later in Sagittarius coming up as well. Okay, so for the past two-ish years, um, the eclipse, or since since 2020, right, the eclipses have occurred in the signs of Gemini and Sagittarius because the eclipses occur along the nodes of the moon. And I'm not going to explain what the nodes of the moon are because they're kind of like a made-up point in astrology, but they're really really significant. Um, but uh, for so for the past two years, so if you have significant Gemini or Sagittarius placements, you know Gemini Sun rising, or you have personal planets uh, in that sign, I'm talking about like Sun to Saturn essentially. If you have Pluto and Sagittarius, it's not really that big a deal um, because the outer planets, Uranus, Neptune, and Pluto are more. They're more like psych, they're more abstract, psychological, broader stuff. It's not really like personal life issues. Like if something hits your Venus, Venus is about relationships, harmony, love, and money, right? So that would mean that you're you're looking at your relationships or something's up with your relationships or money if it's hitting your Venus. 
So, um, so for the past, so since 2020, about June 2020, I think was the first Sag eclipse. Um, you know, if you have a just strong Gemini or Sagittarius placements, your life may have had a complete transformation since then, or you, you may have had some significant changes in your life, especially if you have Gemini or Sagittarius sun or rising um, or moon, actually. Um, and this also, I would also say if you have a mutable, uh, any of the mutable signs, so Virgo and Pisces as well, because uh, that would be, those signs would be getting squared. Um, like, you know, there would be a, a hard aspect um, uh, to those placements from these Gemini and Sagittarius eclipses. So, for example, I have a Virgo moon. And um, the last we had an eclipse, I forget when, I think it was over this spring. And that was, that hit my moon. And the moon in your chart, no matter where it is, it has something to do with home and family. Uh, your emotions, essentially. And for me, the moon uh, in my chart also rules my uh, career sector as well, because it uh, it is conjunct my midheaven, okay? So, uh, which is across from the IC, which is about home and family. So once that eclipse hit, I essentially found out I was going to be moving to Colorado from, from Minnesota, okay? So a couple months later, <clears throat> when Mars, the planet of action, triggered this eclipse point, that's when I ended up moving, was right around that time. So um, it, can, it can really play out in a, a couple of different ways, and uh, it's actually fascinating to go back and look at when you had certain eclipses uh, happen in your life that affected um, personal placements in your chart, because you can usually go back and look and be like, wow, that was a major turning point in my life. Like this crazy thing happened, or I was choosing between, you know, career and love, or I was moving or some significant life event was going on. Okay. So we're going from Gemini and Sagittarius energy, these eclipses to Taurus and Scorpio being the star of the show for the, like, uh, kind of through, I think mid 2023. Okay. So, but especially from now through 2022, all the eclipses are going to be in Taurus and Scorpio. So, um, and this also, I would, I would also say if you have fixed, if you have a lot of fixed energy, so this includes Leo and Aquarius, um, this is going to affect you as well. Um, so I would say just major transformation for these, you know, for the fixed signs, especially Taurus and Scorpio, starting now, lasting through 2022, you know, and especially because Uranus, the planet of freedom, revolution, liberation, um, uh, what, what else am I associating with Uranus? Disruption, okay, that is in Taurus, and that has been in Taurus since about uh, 2018, and Taurus in Scorpio have been going through major um, disruption, freedom, like liberating from uh, constriction, like essentially. So there's that added element of Uranus uh, to this eclipse of, you know, like liberating you from shackles, essentially, or um, just really kind of creating shakeups, essentially, for uh, the, the, the fixed signs uh, in general. So... I would also say when it comes to uh, those of you who like doing manifesting or doing spell work and magic um, during full moons and new moons, I would hold off during eclipses, um, especially when it comes to manifesting. If you're trying to manifest something new on an eclipse, I would not do a manifestation ritual on the eclipse because eclipses are more unpredictable than regular new and full moons. They have a more kind of inflammatory nature. So uh, if you've ever seen uh, one of my favorite shows, The Magicians, and it's it's on Netflix, it's a great great it's a great show, and they're all you know they're all magic users, they're all doing spells, they're this like magic school, 
And there's one particular season where something is up with the moon and the moon is like, they have to like move the moon essentially. And um, in order for them to cast spells and to do magic, um, they there, have, there has to be like uh, the circumstances, they have to adjust their spells to different circumstances. So when the moon is moved, it's like all their circumstances are messed up and their kind of spell work kind of goes awry, okay? So similar stuff kind of goes on with the eclipse if you're trying to, if you're doing a manifestation ritual on the eclipse, I just would hold off. You just want to hold off from doing anything as far as trying to create something new on an eclipse because eclipses are so powerful they're just not to be messed with really what you want to do on an eclipse is just release let go rest and self-care because they can be kind of draining energy sometimes especially this lunar eclipse that we have coming up um <clears throat> you know but if you want to do a like a little ritual to like release something or let something go great if you want to honor the eclipse somehow awesome i'm just saying stay away from intentionally manifesting or creating something new. We don't always need to be creating something new all the time because eclipses are really kind of like, um, you know, fate, like essentially, this has like, it has like a very faded feeling on an eclipse. So it's really best to kind of release and surrender on an eclipse. But that in this lunar eclipse on Friday is the longest uh, lunar eclipse in over 500 years. Okay, that definitely has an effect on the energy because the sun is going to be blocking out the moon, right? It's going to be kind of glowing this like red color. <laughs> so, you know, um, the, the fact that it's going to be uh, blocked out for that long does have an effect on the energy. It means the eclipse is going to be extra potent, essentially. So um, this eclipse is in the sign of Taurus, uh, as I've said a thousand times. Um, Taurus is a fixed sign, uh, you know, fixed signs, Taurus, Leo, uh, Aquarius, and Scorpio. It's known for longevity. You know, these, uh, these, these signs occur in the middle of a given season. It's about like that season continuing. Fixed signs, um, it's, you know, generally not a huge fan of change, right? Like we're going to kind of keep the energy going with fixed energy, especially a fixed earth sign like Taurus. It's where it gets, you know, that reputation for its stubborn nature, right? But it's really known for longevity, productivity, sensuality, and Taurus loves the good life as well. You know, it loves to kind of indulge the physical body. That's kind of part of why it's here is to uh, really be in physicality. Um, so Taurus is ruled by Venus, the planet of love, harmony, money, and relationships. And um, this lunation, uh, these Taurus and Scorpio eclipses uh, may have you kind of asking the question like, what in my life is going to stand the test of time? Because Taurus really wants things to stand the test of time. They want quality. They want things to last. You know, that's what Taurus is about, is creating things that will last. Um, it's not just a flash in the pan kind of energy. We're interested in solidity. So, and also, you know, how can I nourish myself more? That might be a theme that's going to come up with the eclipse, with this eclipse well, is how can I give back to myself? How can I take care of myself? How can I, how can I give self-care to myself? But whether this is relationships or, you know, your career or, you know, what is it that you want in your life that feeds you and nourishes you and that will last the test of time? That may be part of what is coming up with these eclipses. Um, so as far as the aspects, let me go ahead and bring up the chart here. Okay, so, oops, let me go ahead and, all right, so we have the chart here of um, 
the eclipse. So it's, you know, again, lasting for a couple hours, but the exact degree of this opposition, because each each full moon, each lunar eclipse, the sun is going to be opposing the moon. They're going to be two different signs. And um, so we're in Scorpio season right now. We have Mercury and Scorpio, the planet of communication, conjunct the sun. We also have, uh, we also have, let me talk about this really quick. So Mars is in Scorpio. Mars is the planet of action, motivation, conflict, energy. Mars is extremely powerful in Scorpio. Mars actually rules Scorpio in traditional astrology. And Mars and Scorpio is kind of like determination, energy. Both Taurus and Scorpio have determination, but Mars and Scorpio is really like strategic. It's seeing the long game. You know, it wants what it wants, and it's gonna, you know, it's gonna work hard and uh, play out something over time to get what it wants. Essentially, because Mars in your birth chart is like how you take action, how you get what you want. It's about passion and desire. Okay. So Mars and Scorpio is not something to, it's not something to mess with. Um, Mars um, is opposing Uranus and it's actually separating means uh, meaning the, the exact aspect has already happened by this point. Cause it actually happens as I'm filming this on Wednesday, the 17th. So Mars is opposing Uranus Um and Uranus is this, again, like this planet of freedom and disruption, right? So Mars opposing Uranus really kind of increases the potential for sudden unexpected events, honestly, that can just happen. Um, but uh, mostly, I think people are going to feel impulsive, maybe impatient, because Mars wants what it wants. Uranus is about freedom and like it wants what it wants too. It wants it right now. So I think if people have been feeling constricted or feeling held back, they might be acting out around this time. Um, but it could also manifest positively in, you know, if you've been holding yourself back or you need to take some sort of step and that's kind of scary to you, this energy can kind of give you just the energy of like, let's just get it over with already. Like, what is there to be afraid of? Okay. Um, so that energy is playing in the background. And I would say that um, because Mars is the ruler of, or excuse me, because, um, nope, <laughs> just ignore what I was saying there about the ruler. So um, this energy is kind of playing out in the background of this, um, of this, and it's actually been playing out all month as well. Additionally, the aspect, so this uh, opposition, um, its aspect to, uh, its also has been an aspect to Saturn um, all month as well. And while this aspect to Saturn, it's separating, meaning it's, you know, it's waning, it's kind of getting over with, it's still in effect by sign. Um, so this is called a T-square when these, all these planets are kind of square or oppos are having oppositions to each other. And um, Saturn is the planet of tests, restriction, delay, limitation, discipline. So Saturn is here like slowing down the energy of Uranus. It's like, nope, halt. And so that's also been happening all year as well. It's also kind of it's also kind of you know battling mars as well and saying like nope you don't get to just do it like do whatever you want and mars is like oh f you i'm gonna actually do what i want <laughs> essentially so um you know this 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 can be kind of a draining energy here i will say of you know like did you dot did you dot all your i's and cross all your t's did you actually do the things that you need to do in order to create the change that you want essentially okay so that's at play with this eclipse as well um <clears throat> So, um, like I was saying, because, you know, Taurus, you know, loves this stability, loves, like, it loves to know what to expect. Uranus is here <clears throat> in its sign, 
And throughout all of these Taurus eclipses over the next couple years, you know, there's it's going to be marked by a feeling of instability of sudden events of like maybe where where are we where are you feeling stuck and it's going to kind of liberate especially this fixed signs that can really kind of get stuck in their own way or kind of get in their own way. Okay, so this is like kind of taking a step in an unknown exciting direction. <clears throat> so also what's important too with this eclipse is Venus, the ruler of this eclipse, because um, Venus rules Taurus. We want to see what Venus is doing. So Venus is in Capricorn and Venus, uh, Venus in Capricorn, it's actually in its pre-retrograde shadow. It's going to go retrograde at the end of December. And Venus retrograde essentially is reevaluating, reviewing, um, you know, Venus is about what we value, what we hold dear. Um, it's about harmony. It's about love and relationships, money, because we value money, because money essentially is, you know, what we value. You know, it just, it would just, cash would just. Okay, I got cut off there when I was talking about Venus here. So let me pull back up this chart. So, uh, okay. So we were talking about Venus being the ruler of this eclipse. Um, so Venus is actually, um, so Venus is in Capricorn right now. And this is significant because Venus is gonna go retrograde at the end of December. So Venus retrograde is about, um, I think until about mid-February, by the way. So Venus retrograde is about like reviewing your relationships, what you value, uh, what you hold dear to your heart. Um, you know, and often, in sometimes this is a time where you could just be kind of like going through old relationships or, you know, looking at, um, but essentially it's like looking at what you value, like what do you truly value is really gonna, what, what we're going to be asking ourselves, excuse me, during this eclipse. I think I just burped on camera, great. <laughs> Good for me, all right, enjoy. So, so those themes could be coming up during this eclipse of, you know, what relationships do we truly value? What do we really truly value in our lives? How much are we worth? You know, if you're self-employed, it's like, am I getting paid enough? Am I charging enough for my rates? All that kind of thing. So that is also significant as well, okay? I'll talk more about that um, in some capacity uh, as that gets going later on as well. So um, what's interesting though with this is the ruler of this eclipse, Venus, is making a trine to a trine is a harmonious kind of flowing energy to Uranus, the planet of disruption, liberation, and freedom. Okay. So this could be that there could be like an unexpected, you know, perhaps like boost in your finances or something, you know, unexpected in relationships come up that might manifest more like a positive like expression. Or this this background energy here could just be like, I'm gonna treat myself to something uh, in some way that's a little bit unconventional or like a way that we that normally like that we wouldn't do essentially. But there's something unexpected with money and relationships, uh, anything, you know, or with, you know, aesthetics, pleasure, anything Venusian uh, essentially um, during this eclipse as well. Um, that might just be a background energy because the start, like, I mean, we're really gonna feel a lot of this intensity during this eclipse. Um, the last thing is moon. So uh, the sun is going to be, um, the sun is going to be uh, conjunct Mercury during this eclipse as well. So Mercury is this planet of communication, you know, of, of mental processing. Um, it also rules over um, um, just really kind of any like systems uh, essentially. So 
there is, I'm just going to say we could be talking, like we could be researching, investigating, talking about like more taboo topics or talking about, you know, things that might be more private to us because uh, that's kind of what Mercury and Scorpio is about. It's not afraid to kind of dig deep. So there's a big kind of, kind of communication energy around this eclipse. Um, well, actually, I lied. Um, so the moon is going to be also square Jupiter too. So um, so Jupiter is the planet of expansion, uh, optimism, um, um, and just kind of like this, uh, it's this planet of opportunity. It helps us kind of create opportunities. Um, so, you know, that's not like the strongest energy, but that is at least going to, I think, maybe provide some optimism or some feeling of like, you can do it kind of energy and maybe offering some solutions to maybe kind of ongoing problems or issues that we've been having. Um, I will say with this square to Jupiter, given that it is uh, it is a square, it's a hard aspect. Um, you know, I would just be cautious of overdoing something, of overpromising or overcommitting around this time. And again, I would with, like with an eclipse, it's like you might want to hold off on making some big decision until like the eclipse is over. Um, it's also going to lastly, I keep saying lastly, this is really the last aspect here. So it's going to be sextiling Pluto um the planet of transformation of death and rebirth okay so there is this transformative aspect to this eclipse and given that you know we have three planets in scorpio the sun is going to be in scorpio at this time there is this transformation aspect to this eclipse there's this again in uh, a lunar eclipse is a big release it's a completion it's culmination it's letting go of something so you could find you know you could be finding that something that you know you are uh, that you are completing something out that you're that like, you're that there's some like big release from your life of something that you were meant to let go of okay so just kind of keep that in mind during this during this during this lunar eclipse so as far as the area of life that you're going to be feeling the energy let's look at each sign so we'll go ahead and stop that share so let's look at each sign um, we'll start with Aries rising and again uh, if you don't know your rising sign you can calculate in the comments below so um, um okay so Aries rising, um, if you are Aries rising, or I would also throw in um, Aries sun, this might be helpful for you. Uh, this might be helpful for you as well. But Aries rising, the lunar eclipse is going to be in your second house of earned income, assets, finances, self-worth and values. So it's going to be about what, 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 what do you value? Do you value yourself? Um, this could also be just a highlighted awareness of your money and your spending habits. You could be um, you could be, you know, thinking about like bringing in like a new source of income um, or some, or you like, or you're sort of done with some source of, or you're sort of, or you're done with some kind of source of income or a paycheck or like around this time or something kind of completes out around that. Um, <clears throat> Libra. So this is going to be in your eighth house of shared finances and resources, other people's backing and intimacy. So this is kind of like in your credit loans, taxes, inheritances, shared resources, your partner's money sector of your chart, um, along with intimacy as well. So there's a, this lunar eclipse here could be saying that, you know, it could be that a loan finally comes through, you get a new line of credit, you have some kind of inheritance maybe come through. Something is just going on with your finances, I think, around this time. And these Taurus and Scorpio eclipses are all going to be about your finances. Finances that you share with a partner, um, energies that energy that you share with a partner. It's the intimacy that you have with your partner. It's like making shared decisions as well. You know, it's like, 
you know, like it could be like, oh, I, you know, created like a will for myself, like for when I eventually pass away or just something with your estate. Um, it could be something with like bonuses or dividends or something like that kind of coming in like around this time as well. So, um, okay. So Taurus, so Taurus rising. So you're obviously the star of this eclipse along with Scorpio. So Taurus rising this is going to be, you're letting something go, you're completing something, you're having some big awareness around your own identity, your own kind of approach to life, your physical body, your personal energy. This is also going to affect you in your relationships as well. Fucking camera. God, it's like going in and out. Do you see that? It's so annoying. Jesus. Okay. So, um, but this could be something like you might be like, I'm actually going to change something about my appearance, like about this time, right? Or I feel like I'm just like letting go of something. This is something that's going to play out for you very personally. You could have some very personal ending or new beginning around this time, okay? And it's really important for you, Taurus, to learn to let go because Taurus does tend to like to hold on to things as long as possible. You really need to surrender to this eclipse, okay? Um, Scorpio rising, this is about relationships. So something is coming up for relationships for you around this time could be a deepening of a relationship taking it to the next level it could be deciding that you know or it could be the ending of some sort of like significant relationship it's romantic it's also about clients uh, it's about best friends and one-on-one relationships as well so it's anything in your one-on-one relationship space okay um so that's definitely going to be huge for you over the next two years it's for Taurus and Scorpio, it's your identity and your relationships, big time, all right? And personal new, personal new beginnings and endings. Um, for Gemini, um, you actually, this is going to be about um, rest. This is going to be about getting rest. Um, wait, <laughs> Gemini rising, Taurus. Yes, okay. I was like, I had, to, I had to think about that for a second. So Gemini rising, this is going to be about... Um, uh, about your uh, about getting rest. This is about your subconscious. This is your twelfth house of what is hidden. About rest retreat. Um, I would also really pay attention to your dreams around this time. Your dreams could be really prophetic or kind of be giving you messages. Um, this is also about your spirituality, your connection to your higher self, and all of that stuff. And this is really saying rest. And it's also getting like recharge time versus work because that's going to be where these eclipses are happening for you is in your work and health sector and also your mental health and spiritual kind of wellness sector of your chart. Sagittarius rising, this is going to be in your work and health and service sector, okay? So there could be something coming up regarding your job. And like, this isn't like your big career. This is the job that you're working at right now, okay? So this is your, this could be something like a, maybe a coworker's leaving, Maybe there's some kind of change in your work environment. Um, perhaps that you are noticing something coming up with your health. It could be time to, you know, start a new exercise routine, a new nutrition, something or something coming up. I will say if something comes up with your physical body and health around this time, I would get it checked out immediately. You know, like that's not something to, if something comes up, you're like, oh, that's never been there before. It is time to go to the doctor and get that checked out. Okay. So, um, but, uh, and, you know, and, and even if something doesn't come up, this is, these eclipses are going to be a good time for you to really focus on your physical body and your wellness. Um, something could also be coming with a pet. You could be getting a new pet. It could be also that, you know, something kind of comes up with a pet in your life because it rules pets. Also, if you have anyone that works for you, assistants, employees, anything like that, um, this also, this eclipse is also speaking to something going on with that as well. Cancer rising. Um, this is in your 11th house of 
groups, networking, collaboration, anything where we're working with other people, collaborating with people, your social life, um, your casual friends, your network of friends. Could be deciding that you are not wanting to hang out with someone anymore. Um, it could be that you are, you know, noticing like a lack of energy in your social life and you're wanting to kind of get out there and like mingle with people. This is also could be like a humanitarian effort or something where you're like working together with someone on like a, some kind of shared project. Could be like a nonprofit or governmental organization type thing going on. It could also be, uh, I know someone who's dealing with someone um, with some stuff with a, another student in their, uh, in their uh, class, in their graduate program. So it could be something like related to any kind of, anyone in any of these group situations, essentially. Um, and uh, Capricorn Rising, uh, this is your fifth house. So your, your fifth house of romance is getting activated. Fifth house is also about creativity, anything that you are creatively giving birth to, self-expression, recreation, pleasure. Um, also your children. And this could be, you know, it could be deciding that you're going to kick someone out of the house. <laughs> it could be, um, you know, deciding to have children. It could be something coming up with your children or a child in your life. Um, this, but uh, also I, I will say with Capricorn Rising, this might be time for you to just be like, I need to have some fun. I need to have, I need to have some pleasure. I need to give some pleasure to myself. I need to kind of play a game or have a recreation. This could also just be a time when something uh, culminates for you romantically, where it's something like it could be, you know, someone kind of sparks your interest or it could be, or it could be that you're taking something to like, you're taking a relationship or you're taking like a dating relationship to the next level. Um, or you're just having some kind of sexy affair. I don't know. <laughs> it, could be, it could be any of those things, depending on what is happening uh, in your chart. So um, Leo rising. So give me a sip. Give me a sip of water. So Leo rising. This is in your 10th house of career. So this could be something culminating for you. It could be achievement or recognition in your career. Uh, this could be a boss recognizing you. It could be something going on with a boss or authority figure. Um, or it could be some kind of uh, upgrade or change to your public status, right? You know, single to married, married to divorced, um, you know, poor to wealthy or something like that. Something going on with your status because it's the highest point in your, it's the highest point in your chart. It also could be something going on with family or in-laws um, because, you know, even though like the fourth house rules family, the fourth house is opposing the 10th. And this could be something like maybe family helping you out or something going on or something going on with, uh, with like an authority figure or family in your life. But generally, a lot of time it's about career or achievement. Um, Aquarius rising. So we are looking at your home and your family life here. So this is something going, something going on at home, something culminating in your home. Literally, you could be building out your home or something else or something Something is going on with that. You could be selling. It could, it could be like anything with like real estate, like literal, like literal, like real estate. But it could have a cop. Oh my god, I cannot talk. It could be oftentimes something going with the home, with the family, private life, roots, ancestors, anything with that. It could be time to do some ancestor veneration or ancestor work. You could be really interested in your family, um, but I, I just want to say it's more of a connection to private life, to your emotions, to kind of home base. So for Aqu Leo and Aquarius during this Taurus and Scorpio, uh, during this Taurus and Scorpio eclipses, it's going to be a home about home and family and work and uh, career for you. Um, so finally, Virgo rising, uh, long distance. So this will be your ninth house, um, long distance travel of publishing, higher learning, mind expansion, and spirituality. This is also um, can, there also can be something about like publishing a book, perhaps, or anything kind of media or broadcasting.
because uh, this is the kind of communication axis uh, of the chart. But this, I think for you, a Virgo rising, you could be learning something new, expanding your mind, spirituality, learning astrology, learning, you know, learning something spiritual, taking some kind of class, taking some kind of higher education course, expanding your mind somehow. But this could also be long distance travel. And that's really kind of any travel that's like you getting on a plane and going somewhere. It's not really like anywhere that you can get to in like a couple hours in a car. But by plane, that's ninth, that's ninth house travel. And I see maybe like a lot more travel for you, depending on your chart in the next two years, um, because of these eclipses in your third and your ninth. Um, so that's what I, that's what I want to say about that. You could also be completing some course of study as well. You could be having some like, you know, awareness on your spirituality, completing some meditation course, something like that is going on for you. For Pisces rising, this is about your, um, this is in your third house. So this is about communication, anything with a communication project, um, learning something new, um, just taking like a short little class. Any kind of short distance travel, um, you know, you and your car are kind of exploring your local neighborhood and your, your local area. Could also be something going on with your siblings as well, because this kind of rules siblings or people who are like your siblings. If you don't, like, for example, if you don't have any siblings, but you were like best friends with your cousins, they kind of fall in your third house. It's like extended family, okay? Um, and then also anything with with media as well for, for third house. So something could be completing or going on uh, with any kind of third house activity for you. So anything that I said above. So um, I hope that made sense. And uh, I hope you enjoyed this video. Um, again, if you're wanting more of a detailed uh, kind of forecast around the eclipse, um, I do mini readings for 30 bucks on Hey Hero. I'll drop the link for that below. And uh, again, if you're wanting like a longer session with me, if you want to explore your, your birth chart, if you want an in-depth forecast for the, the year ahead, or if you want more of an intuitive reading, please check out the website below. Uh, and if you like this video, please uh, comment, uh, comment maybe what you're going through, what, what rising sign you are, what sign you are, what's happening in your life, and then make sure to, to like and subscribe for further videos. So thank you again. Good luck with the eclipse and I will talk to you soon. Bye everybody.